try to identify the page for people. All right, folks, Pastor Eli James here. Today is Sunday, June 25th, 2023. And Michael and I are going to be continuing our series on Henry Ford's uh, uh, protocols and uh, the the international from the international Jew, and uh, last week we covered uh, it's, it got into chapter eleven. And for those who want to uh, search exactly where we're at, because these page numbers don't line up, up but it shows here page eighty two of six hundred and forty five. That may not uh, show up. Let me uh, put the uh, link. Did uh, did you put the link in the chat room, Michael? I did. I did. You did. Okay, so if they open up that link and go to page 82, uh, let me back up a little bit here, <clears throat> and then until you uh, you can locate this yourself. Uh, I'm on the page 82 now, so if okay. you start up reading and then I will follow along. But but how are you doing? Now we are on track, <laughs> anyway. Yes, finally. Finally, okay. Uh, okay, so uh, the scroll function is... Um, <laughs> anyway, it was the uh, Jew estimate of Gentile nature is the chapter we're on. And that's what the protocols are. They are uh, talking about how to deal with the Goyim, how to deal with white people, and how to uh, how to manipulate them and lead them astray. That's what, that's what the protocols are all about. And it's not, it doesn't even uh, talk about destruction or, you know, attacking them because they have to be careful not to identify who they are, right? But who else uses the, the phrase goyim and Gentiles except for the Jews, right? So, okay, no, so I have to, yeah. So I have to scroll back to page 82. I'm almost there. Okay. Oh, coming into the next chapter. And uh, the... Uh, the <clears throat> The idea of the uh, liberal utopians is where we want to start off. The liberal utopians. Okay, so here I'm right in page 82 where it says, In the same protocol, it is plainly stated what is the purpose of the output of quote-unquote liberal theories of which Jewish writers, poets, rabbis, societies, and influences are the most prolific sources. And that's, uh, I point that out in the Great Impersonation as well, in chapter, I believe it's 12, the uh, identification of the Antichrist, where uh, liberalism, communism, uh, feudalism, uh, various other isms that are prevalent in the world today have all been concocted by various Jews and use them to manipulate us, okay, through the media, through education, etc., etc. So these liberal theories. Uh, oh, how about transgenderism? <laughs> Transhumanism. Where did these ideas come from? They just pop up out of nowhere? No, they came out of the Jewish mind. And I'll quote the protocol here. The role of the liberal utopians will be completely played out when our government is recognized. Hmm. Okay, Michael, do you think that the Jewish world government has been completely recognized yet? Well, for us it is, but not for yes. the, not for the not for the common common people. Yeah. And 
Um, yeah, I see what you're on, but also one of the problem, if I just also say this with the liberal and this freedom, is the problem is that people can't handle this freedom. They don't know where to stop. Right. Yeah. And boy, it's getting crazy. Although, uh, as I've been reporting from here from America, the backlash against transgenderism in professional sports, to some extent in religion, uh, certainly on the alternative media is ramping up. Uh, uh, white people not shopping at Target and other outlets that promote transgender ch- children's clothing, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So the, people are boycotting. People are boycotting transgenderism. So finally, I think they uh, you know, they've had enough. The, the the white people of the world are beginning to realize that there's something is really wrong, and they're starting to boycott businesses that promote gen- t- transgenderism. That's a good thing, okay? That's a very good thing. All right, so let me just continue with this sentence here. Uh, when our government is recognized, until that time, they will perform good service. Yeah, right. The liberals have been performing tremendous service to the international Jew more than they can possibly realize. For that reason, we will continue to direct thought into all the intricacies of fantastic theories, new and supposedly progressive. Surely, we have been completely successful in turning the witless heads of the goyim by the word progress. Oh, See how easy it is? Just pretend to be a progressive and then the college students will line up behind you like who was the Pied Piper of Hamelin, right? The Pied Piper. No more Bud Light. Thank you, Lily. We don't want no stinking Bud Light. No, it's not Bud Light. It's, it's Fag Light. No more Fag Light. Okay. All right, Michael. I, I think we're fully aboard here. Uh, why don't you take it from there? Yes. Um, so... Um, here is the whole program of confusion um, and innervating and trivialization the mind of the world. And it would be uh, the most outlandish thought uh, to put into words where it's not possible to show that this is just what has been done and is still being done by agencies which are highly uh, lauded and easy to be identified among us. Um, a recent writer in a prominent magazine has pointed out what he calls the impossibility of the Jewish ruling group being uh, allied in in one common world program because, as he shows, there were Jews acting as leading minds in all of the divisions of present-day opinion. There were Jews at the head of the capitalist. Jews at the head of the labor unions and Jews at the head of those more radical organizations, which find even uh, the labor unions to sell, to tame. There is a Jew at the head of the uh, judiciary of England and a Jew at the head of uh, Sovietists in Russia. How can you say, he asked, that they are united when they represent so many points of view? Yeah, that is more that they always, always want to control the narratives. They always want to control all sides of the, of the argument, of the debates. They, so, so they are, they, yeah, they, they are 
uh, encircling us with all their views, and then, and then, uh, so we can't. Uh, we has to break out, and that is with, I think, with um, our point of view, the Christian identity. We yeah. have yeah, the, the, the opportunity to break out of this. I think. Yeah, I think that's a- the own way right now. Right, they're like acne; they break out all over your face. <laughs> right. <laughs> All yeah, right, I mean, yep. they are. They are. Yeah. And that is how to how to handle it and how to, uh, yeah, we need to get out of that uh, in this false notion that uh, um, that we have this that this political uh, people are so trapped inside of because mm-hmm. they control both narratives. They control, yeah, they control it. Yes. All right. Please continue. This is yeah. good stuff, so, folks. Really good. Uh, right. The common unity. The possible common purpose of it all is thus expressed in the ninth protocol, quote, people of all opinions and all doctrines are at our service, um, restore uh, of monarchy, uh, demogenous, socialist, communist and other utopians. We have put them all to work. Every one of them from his point of view is undermining the lost remnant of authority is trying to overthrow all existing order. All the governments have been um, tormented by the, these actions, but we will not give them peace until they recognize our super government. And well, that's, quote. that's the United Nations, isn't it? Okay. And, yeah, that's the United Nations. And, and I mean, then also you have the, the Jews are always an international, uh, are always internationalists. They always gather together as, as an even if they are in America, Sweden, wherever they are, they are not right. Swedish or American first. They are Jews living in Sweden or living in America, and then yes. they are, then and and they are only loyal to their own cause. Yes, and since the creation of the United Nations, right after World War II, they had to stage two world wars in order to propose the uh, United Nations as, quote-unquote, an instrument of peace, right, <laughs> to, to stop all wars. Now, have we had a cessation of warfare since the United Nations was created, Michael? <laughs> Lots of more wars have been going on. Yeah, it's, it's worse. It's worse than ever. Absolutely worse than ever. And so there's no end in sight because they make economic war, they make political war, they make uh, uh, educational war. They never let up. It's, it's like... Uh, the uh, the little bunny that that could now hopefully maybe they'll run out whoever wound up the little bunny maybe the bunny will run out of charge sooner or later and grind to a halt that's that's what we can hope for but we'll, let's continue this is really excellent stuff folks the function of the idea is referred to in the tenth protocol also quote when we in introduce the poison of liberalism into the government's uh, organism. Its entire political complexion changes, end of quote. Yep. Yeah, and there, they agree it is a poison. Yes, it is totally so, a poison. Yeah, it's anti-Christian, it's anti-traditions, anti-male, anti-female, pretends to be both, right? Every Every perversion under the sun has been promoted in the uh, in the name of liberalism and or progressivism, and people think, well, it's cool when it first comes out. It's cool, right? But then after it takes hold, then it's awful, <laughs> from cool to awful, in a generation or two. 
All right. Yeah, we okay. see you today. We see you today. Yes. Those, Amen. Through transvestites, this is oh. horrible, horrible. And then it's, it's basically pedophilias hide inside of there, so they want to legalize that as well. So everything goes for them. Yes, the pedophile inside of you is <laughs> trying, trying, being drawn out by the international Jew. That's how it works, folks. All right. Uh, the whole outlook of these protocols upon the world is that the idea may be made uh, the most potent poison. The authors of these documents do not believe in liberalism. They do not believe in democracy, but they lay plans for the constant preaching of these ideas because of their power to break up society, to divide it into groups, to destroy the power of collective opinion through a variety of uh, convictions. The poison of an idea is their most relied on weapon. The plan of thus using ideas extends to education. Quote, we have misled, stupefied, and demoralized the youth of the Gentiles by means of education in principles and theories, patently false to us, but which we have inspired, end of quote. Right. And that is Protocol 9. And that, and that we see in education. You saw it when you came home from Vietnam, that all your university professors are Jewish and they're preaching in communist and liberals. Same here in right. Sweden. And they are right. atheistic. Um, Every shade. Uh, but uh, what's, the, uh, what's the main thrust is nihilism. Nihilism, that nothing is worth anything. Uh, so just do as you please, because it's not worth it to uh, be a Christian. It's not worth it to be a Catholic or a, a white person. There's no value in anything. That's nihilism. Okay, back to you. Yeah, exactly. Just just go with and do do everything that you that yeah. you uh, think is feels good or something like that. I don't know really what. It's. Yeah, yeah. Invite that tranny into your grade school class, <laughs> All right? And, and teach your children how to be trannies. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, no, let's see. Having in now. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it extends also to family life. Quote: Having in this way inspired everybody with the thought of his own importance, we will br break down the influence of family life among the Gentiles and its educational importance. End of quote. Protocol ten. Yeah. Well, I mean. Check, uh, check out uh, all your liberals today, especially Antifa and Black Lives Matter. Their self-importance, their own self-importance is uh, all, that's what they're all about. And that's why they can't even get along with each other. Because if you don't agree with this particular liberal, then uh, there's something wrong with you, right? <laughs> it's uh, it's self, uh, self-worship. Liberalism is self-worship. To, to the T. That's what it is. All right, back to you. Yes, exactly. We see that we can also see this among our children. So I see that among here in Sweden. The child here are, uh, yeah. they are horrible. Sorry. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They take after Britney Spears and, uh, you know, yeah. people like that, right? And they only think that they have rights, rights, rights. Yeah, but you have obligations too. Shut the fuck up. Sorry. Right. So <laughs> from Mouseketeers to Playboy Bunny. <laughs> Right. <laughs> yeah. That's the typical career of a musketeer these days. All right. Yeah. yeah. And, and 
and in a passage which might well provide the material for long examinations and uh, contemplation by the thoughtful reader. This is said, quote, until uh, the time is ripe, let them amuse themselves. Oh, let those right. theories of life which we have induced them to uh, regard as the dictates of science play the most important role for them. Uh, to this end, we shall endeavor to inspire blind confidence in these theories by means of our press. Um, mm -hmm. no, note the success we have arranged in Darwinism, Marxism, and nihilism. Um, no, 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 Nietzscheism. Uh, Nietzscheism. Nietzscheism. Right. Well, Nietzscheism is what they would otherwise call fascism. Maybe the word fascism hadn't been invented yet. So, uh, because uh, Nietzsche uh, inspired, you know, German nationalism. No doubt about that. Okay. So, but they can create uh, any nationalism they want to, including their own, the Israeli state. So that's probably what they mean there, Nietzscheism and fascism. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, what they say also, you see here, let them, I also, when I read this, you see this, um, they say, let them amuse themselves. Yeah, this I right. think if you look in the world, people only want to have fun. They only want to travel. They want to do that. You know, they only want to get a, a kick in their dopamine system. Right. That's the only thing they care about. This circuses. Yeah, that's why it's called dope. <laughs> Get your dope at the local drugstore, at the local street corner, right? From your pusher. Uh, and most pushers are actually corporations, uh -huh. medical corporations, right? Okay. Yeah, and so, and this, this is, I guess, this is the bread and bread and circus that the Romans <laughs> invented. You need to keep them, and, and they will not rebel. Right. So give them food and some circus, and then yeah, they're they're stuck. Yes. Um, so that this this integration of and divisions of gentle society was proceeding at a fable rate when the protocols were uttered is evident from every line of them. For it must be remembered that the protocols are not uh, bidding for support for the uh, proposed program but are announcing progress on a program which has been in process of fulfillment for centuries and from ancient time. They contain a series of statements regarding things accomplished as well as a forelook at things yet to be accomplished. The split of Gentile society was very satisfactory proceeding in 1896 uh, or thereabouts when these oracles were uttered. And something also, yeah, I've been noticed mm -hmm. with this with the protocols. They use always, no, 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 this is not from us. But how would it come when you listen to some rabbis that they right. exactly utter those kind of stuff that is uttered in the protocol? Exactly. That's their language. That's their lingo. You know, a lingo particular to the Jews and particular to the rabbinate who invented all this stuff, right? And, of course, the bankers who have the ability to promote it with their money. Yeah, yeah, it's Jewish lingo, no doubt about it. Yeah, so it's, uh, and then also, as you said, also this to using the word Gentiles or everybody here, here that's indicated they are, they are the one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they don't talk um, about themselves that way. <laughs> Although, you know, the average Jew is just as much a pawn of the Jewish you know, superstructure, the Oberjuden, to coin a term. They're just as much pawns of the Oberjuden as anybody. Well, look at Bobby Fischer. 
know, the Jewish chess master who uh, turned against his own people and said, yeah, Jews are, Jews are evil people. <laughs> right. But now he's, yeah. I, I think he's, he died already, but he had to hide out in Japan because the, uh, Oberjuden put a hit out on him. So he had to you know, disappear. Okay, yeah. Okay. Didn't he yeah. also move to Iceland? He may have. Well, that's, Iceland is where the, um, I think it was Reykjavik, where the chess championships were held. I don't, uh, if, if he moved to Iceland, it was only temporarily. Uh, he, yeah. he wound up in Japan just to get away from, uh, you know, Jewish hitmen. Yeah, that's kind of insane. Yes. That, uh, so he was brilliant in chess. He was a brilliant chess player, and he was turning against them and say that, right, yeah, totally. matter of fact, America is ruled by Jews. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then they they wanted they wanted to, they, the tribes went against him. That's right. Okay, it is to be noticed that the purpose is nowhere stated uh, to be the extermination of the Gentiles, but their subjugation. At first, under the invisible rule, which is proposed in these documents, at length under the rule of one whom the invisible forces would be able to put in control of the world through political uh, changes, which would create an office of world president or autocrats. Uh, the Yantas are to be subdued, first intellectually, as here shown, and then economically. Uh, nowhere is it hinted that they are to be deprived of the earth, but only of their independence of the those whom the purpose represents to be Jews. How far the divisions of society had uh, proceeded when these protocols were given may be gathered from the fifth protocol. Um, quote, a world coalition of Gentiles uh, could cope with the, us temporarily, but we are assured against this by roots of uh, dissension among them, so deep that they cannot be torn out. We have created antagonism between the personal and national interest of the Gentiles for arousing religious and race hatred, which we have nourished in their hearts for 20 centuries. End there quote. we go. All right. 20 centuries. Who might that be referring to? The Pharisees, maybe? <laughs> right? But I actually asked this question in the Great Impersonation. Why isn't it possible, because uh, referring back to the Napoleonic Wars, why isn't it possible for the non-Jewish nations, the, the heads of these states, to get together and just freeze the Jews out? Well, the problem is, number one, they have all kinds of assassins who will take out the leadership of any country at any time. Okay. And if such a coalition is to form, they will just go to the third world and invade us with third third world army as they're doing right now, right? By having them cross our borders and, and tear apart our nations. So with all the money they have at their disposal, really no, no earthly force can stop them. That's just the way it is. And they realize this in this protocol. Back to you. Yeah, and they bit boast with it also. Yeah, well, and uh, in fact, it reminds me of the uh, boast of the great whore of Revelation. I sit a queen. Who can rule? Who can dethrone me? Book of Revelation, folks. Says, this is the queen, the great whore, the Jewish international. 
Yeah, exactly. And they that that <laughs> that's how they are today. They boast. Yeah, they can't help but boast. But uh, still, they they have to be. You know, they can't come out and say we Jews rule over you, whether you like it or not. <laughs> you know. And oh yeah, no. uh, we'll see somebody Paul or okay. This is uh, Bobby Fisher. My basic thesis is that the Jews are a criminal people. Then the Jews completely control the United States. And the Jews are using the United States as a vehicle to take over the world, unquote, Bobby Fisher. Yeah. Okay. You take over the world. The one, the yeah. thing that they accused, uh, that they accused Hitler of doing. Yeah. He must have had a white themselves. mother. He must have had a white mother who taught him well. <laughs> All right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah so. Yeah, so there's a discussion. Well, if if a Jew asks you if you're Jewish, how do you answer? I said, no, I'm not Jewish. I'm an Israelite. So, yeah. Yeah, they'll get a quizzical look on their face. Can you explain, please? Oh, please. Yeah. Well, how much time do you have? <laughs> All right. Back to you, you Israelite. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Rather Israelite. Yes. All right. Um, as far as that concerns, the, the dissension of the Yankas or Christians world, it is absolutely true. And we have seen in our own nation how the antagonists between personal and national interests have resorted on, quote, religious and race hatreds, end of quote. But whoever um, suspected a common source for this, more amazing still, who would expect any man or group to allow themselves the source? Yet, it is thus written in the protocols, quote, We have created the antagonism. We thus assure ourselves against the possibility of a Gentile coalition against us, end of quote. And whether these protocols are of Jewish origin or not, whether they represent Jewish interests or not, this is exactly the state of the world, of the Gentile world today. Okay, I don't recall because uh, I've done several shows about the protocols, whether they actually identify themselves as Jews anywhere in the document. Uh, apparently not, but there may have been a, a, a you know, a, an occasion or two where they do identify themselves as Jews. I don't know if anybody, you know, has the document, you know, the, uh, the protocols and do a word search for Jew and see if that comes up. But anyway, please continue. Well, I, I think... Uh... When I've read through them, I haven't found that they are, do identify themselves. They don't really give them away, like, as yeah. you say, in that way. This more, this, where they're using this Gentiles. I use this. They just use this with Gentiles. So you can, they give themselves in a, a way in that sense more. Right, right. Yeah, uh, but, because it, but you really have to know the Jews well in order to uh, identify them as such. The average person has no, no knowledge of Judaism or Jews or what Jews are like. Even though they believe that Jews are Israel and God's chosen people, the vast majority of the Goyim have nothing to do with Jews on a daily basis unless they go to a Jew bank or a Jew lawyer, you know, something like that, to get uh, services that they don't need, <laughs> right, and have to pay a lot of money for. To that extent, people know Jews, but they don't know what Jews are really like, have no clue whatsoever. You know, just look at the uh, 
who's the uh, who's the Jew uh, who inspired the hashtag Me Too movement because he seduced a number of white uh, budding actresses, right? And uh, uh, and uh, Epstein and uh, Epstein and all these Jews who make big news. Nobody puts it together. Hey, these are all Jewish surnames. Do you think maybe it's the Jews who are behind all these things, right? Jewish pornographers, Jewish bankers, Jewish Hollywood magnates, Metro Goldwyn Mayer, right? Warner Brothers, although Warner is not necessarily a Jewish name. Uh, they adopted that, of course. But all these you know, media companies are run by Jews. Even Disney is run by Jews today. Michael Eisner took over from the Disney Junior, right? So, okay, this is, you, know, you but you have to, have your thinking cap on to understand who's behind all those things. And most people, you know, all well, of the economic problems we have keep us running about just scrambling to make ends meet, scrambling to make a living and keep your job. And then when you're engaged in that kind of busyness, you don't have time to think. And the Jews know that very well. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. They don't want people to sit down and then when they want to have some, what you say, relax and get maybe some entertainment, it is Jews giving them the entertainment instead. Yes, Harvey Weinstein. Thank you, Lily. Weinstein, the seducer of Hollywood starlets. Nobody ever mentions the fact that he's a Jew. (laughs) Okay, Epstein. And yeah, and all the people who went to Epstein Island, you know. Epstein, uh, obviously, is, uh, and both of them, if not actual Israeli agents, they're definitely aided and abetted by the Mossad. No doubt about it. Okay. Yeah, and that would Epstein yeah. to be uh, the Mossad operation to have some blackmail yeah. upon the Gentile politicians. Oh, yeah. There you go. And it's how easy it is to blackmail people. They don't even have to do anything wrong. All they have to do is be there for a photo op. <laughs> like, I think it was Gary Hart who was running, I think it was running for president about you know, maybe 20 years ago. And they hired some young starlet, starlet in a bikini to sit on his lap for a photo op. You know, she just kind of jumped on his lap. Okay, would you look, take my picture with the two of us? Sure. Be- even before he had a chance to say sure, the photographers were already there. You can imagine how his wife felt about that. <laughs> right. Yeah, and he were, okay. I guess he was smeared for that. Oh, yeah, totally smeared. <laughs> yeah, right? They are, See how easy they it are is? Very, they are cunning. They are not yes. intelligent. Right. Okay. okay, so, but a still deeper division is aimed for, and there are signs of even this coming to pass. Indeed, in Russia, it has already come to pass. The spectacle of a gentle lower class led by Jewish leaders against a gentle upper class. There you in go. the first program, described the effects of a speculative industrial system upon the people. It is said that this sort of, of economic folly has only created and will continue to create a society uh, which is delusioned, cold and heartless. Such a society is completely estranged for uh, politics and religion. Lust of gold will be the only guide of the people. Oh, that's today. <laughs> yeah, right. 
What's in your wallet, Michael? <laughs> but if you've got paper. gold, don't spend it. Yeah, paper, right. You, worthless paper, it's a con game, right? It's called the yeah, U.S. dollar. It's really funny, too, because um, occasionally uh, people w- want to purchase uh, my book uh, from overseas. Like uh, a Swedish guy just uh, purchased the book. And the uh, the postage from America to Sweden is just as high as the price of the book. So it's 60 to $70 just to send a book there. And uh, so the question, a lot of people can't write checks and uh, you know, have it denominated in dollars. So I tell them, well, just go ahead and send cash. You know, send cash. It usually gets through. And it's amazing how much, how many hundred dollar bills are floating around in Europe, <laughs> right? Where do these hundred dollar bills come from? Right? Who prints yeah. them? <laughs> yeah. They have more U.S. dollars in Europe than we have over here. They're all over the world. That's why we have such great inflation. Okay. Yeah. And good that a Swedish person buys your books. Uh, maybe, right. maybe you have some, we have had some. Some, um, how would you say, some impact here also. Amen. That's wonderful. Yes. Yeah, makes me glad. Mm. Uh, okay. But a still deeper divisions is aimed for, and there are signs of even this coming to pass. Indeed, in Russia, it's already come to pass. Oh, uh, yes. No. Uh, uh, the spectacular <laughs> jam town. Communism. Class. Yes, communism. I, le- I read mm. one. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> there right. I was. I read this one, sorry. Here I will stop again. Then, not for the sake of good, nor even for the sake of riches, but solely on account of their hatred of the privileged classes, the power classes of the Gentiles will follow us in the struggle against our rivals for power, the Gentiles of the intellectual classes, end of quote. Yes, yes, the lower Uh, classes of of, uh, Goyim will follow us in the struggle. And they they use... (laughs) Uh, white white people as fronts, so you can't suspect there's a Jew pulling the strings, right? Just like they do in the mass media. Okay. All right, uh, go ahead and finish this chapter, and uh, I'll start the next chapter. So, quote, the lower class of Gentiles will fall us against yep. the Gentiles of the intellectual classes. There you go. Yep. If communism. that struggle yeah. were to occur today, the leaders of the Gentiles in insurgents against Gentile society would be Jewish leaders. They are in the uh, leader's place now, not only in Russia, but also in the United States. And, and that's your is... point. Yeah. And since the Jews are an international people who really have no home, not even Israel, because they can't get along with each other when forced to live, when forced to live among each other, right? There's no possibility once and we've said this many times once the Jew fully comes to power that's when everything begins to collapse for them because they they refuse to work with each other on a friendly uh how should i put it uh efficient basis they're only good at undermining societies that's all they know how to do and so once they have total control of society they can't keep it together <laughs> Right? So this is the nature of the parasite. The parasite's dilemma is that once the parasite obtains full power and he accidentally kills the host, then guess what? The food source is all gone. <laughs> all right? All right. So here, next chapter.
and the ally, yes, as I said, is um, they won't get along. But what you say, when two two thieves are in disagreement, the truth will come forth. That's right. That's right. One will stab the other in the back, right? Uh, just like uh, like Mary, uh, no, Harry Madoff. I forget what it's, I think it was Harry Madoff. You know who who built millions of other Jews of their, their money, right? And that's going to increase. With time and it's, uh, and like uh, oh I think what uh, one uh, what is it the uh, pharmaceutical company sued the pants off another pharmaceutical company because they they wanted more profit from their vaccines right so you can see that kind of stuff is going to happen more and more all right all right so next chapter uh, from the conquering Jew page ninety one hmm what um, who is the author of that doesn't say. There is all the difference in the world, said a young Jewish philosopher, between an American Jew and a Jewish American. A Jewish American is a mere amateur Gentile, doomed to be a parasite forever. <laughs> That's a Jew said that. Yeah, maybe maybe Karl Marx. Don't know who would have said that. That's a very good quotation, though. So Jewish protocols claim partial fulfillment. And this is from Protocols 1 and 2, two consecutive quotations. With the present instability of all authority, our power will be more unassailable than any other, because it will be invisible until it has gained such strength that no cunning can undermine it. Yeah, there's no way a coalition of Goyim can ever undermine this. And this is the problem with the white nationalist movement. They think they can you know, overthrow the Jewish power structure. There's no way. They control all the militaries of the world. Uh, all conflicts are stage managed by the international Jew, and uh, including ISIS, <laughs> right? And all the terrorist societies, they're all stage managed by the Jewish puppeteer. Uh, you would not be, the only way you could probably possibly do any damage to the international Jewish power structure is to plant a bomb in every Jewish office, you know, every Jewish banking office in the world and detonate them simultaneously. That's about the only way. But uh, enough Jews would survive to reinstitute the whole system all over again, right? So it, the, the power structure is just too huge. Who can make war against the beast is what the book of Revelation says. That's from protocol number one. Now from protocol number two. It is indispensable for our purposes that as far as possible, wars should be bring no territorial advantages. And that's what I figured was going wrong in Vietnam because one of my first missions was to capture a hill in the middle of the jungle. And when we got to the top of that hill, one of our guys stepped on a landmine. Two guys were killed by step uh, when they stepped on that landmine and so i asked the uh, sergeant in charge of the mission you know, how could how could they possibly know that we'd be coming up to this hill to do reconnaissance and i said oh well this is about the fourth or fifth time we've secured this hill really so why don't we see why don't we why do we keep on giving it back right so so that we have to take it again that makes no sense whatsoever what kind of war is this where we don't secure territory? That's what the, 
that war should bring no territorial advantages. That's when I realized that yeah. this war was being staged. Yeah, your comment, Michael. Yeah, and you'll see that in the First World War and then the Second World War. Nothing did change. Nothing. Yeah. We gained nothing. Yeah. The communists won those two world wars, and they're still winning most of the wars today. Even the global war, because communism never was uh, defeated. It just renamed itself as anti-fascism. So, let's continue. This will yeah. shift war to an economic footing. Such a condition of affairs will place both sides under the control of our international agents with their million eyes, whose vision is unhampered by any frontiers. Then our international agents will eliminate national rights in the narrow sense and will govern the governments as they govern their subjects. That's protocol number two. Now, national rights in the narrow sense. They have to maintain the illusion that nations still exist independently. Okay. Otherwise, the United Nations, so-called, wouldn't have a reason for being. You know. So that's the way they can assemble all these rep representatives, which they appoint of the various nations, into one room and tell them what we're going to do. <laughs> all right. But the bankers tell them what we, the bankers, are going to do. And so it has the semblance of nationalism, but it's international nationalism uh, controlled by the international Jew. And these nations do not rule by representation. They rule by terrorism. Okay. So, uh, William Cameron continues. As a mere literary curiosity, these documents, which are called the Protocols of the Learned Elders of Zion, would exercise a fascination by reason of the terrible completeness of the world plan, which they disclose. But they discourage at every turn the view that they are literature. They purport to be statesmanship, and they provide within their own lines the clue by which their status may be determined. Besides the things they look forward to doing, they announce the things they have done and are doing, and of course only been accomplished by Jews. If, in looking about the world, it is possible to see both the established conditions and the strong tendencies to which these protocols allude, it will not be strange if interest in a mere literary curiosity gives way to something like alertness, and it may be alarm. Yeah, well, those of us who have investigated the Jewish question are alarmed by what we see and the ignorance of our own people in their ability to see it. Okay, there was a time where the Ku Klux Klan was able to see it, but they in, uh, they infiltrated the Ku Klux Klan and virtually destroyed it, except for little outposts here and there. A few general quotations will serve to illustrate the element of present achievement in the assertions of these documents. And in order that the point may be made clear to the reader, the key words will be emphasized. Take this from Protocol 9. Quote, In reality, there are no obstacles before us. Our supergovernment has such an extra-legal status that it may be called by the energetic and strong word dictatorship. <laughs> yeah. Well, Michael, who created the world court? Yeah, it was a Jewish institution. Yeah, I mean, did any of these so-called magistrates, uh, were any of these selected by the people by a democratic election? No, they are by the Rothschilds. Yeah, and who who are who are they? 
what are their names? <laughs> right? They're just uh, oh, ambiguous, and, yeah, ambiguous, anonymous talking heads with wearing black robes. That's all they are, right? Do you know any of these people who who presume no. to rule over you? Okay, uh, no, no, never. They are they are not known to us. They no. are just something they impose on us, and and this international cities, international laws, international that's Jewish construct. That's right. Totally Jewish construct. Absolutely. So uh, how can people accept rule by anonymous characters that they don't even know their names? I mean, how can you accept such a situation? Anyway, let's continue. Dictatorship. That's the correct word. I can conscientiously say that at the present time, we are the lawmakers. We create courts and jurisprudence. There it is. We created the, the world court. We rule with it, but this is well, this is uh, fifty years before they created the world court. We create courts and jurisprudence. We rule with a strong will because we hold in our hands the remains of a once strong party, now subjugated by us. Well, the Democratic Party, the Liberal Party, the Conservative Party, whatever party exists in your present country or it did then, they've taken it over, totally. And this, from the Eighth Protocol, oops, uh, my screen jumped to the wrong page here. What page are we on, Michael? Uh, are you there? <laughs> Something happened. Let me see. Let me check with the, uh, okay, yeah, they tell you what they're going to do before they do it. Bernie Madoff, nay, oh, it's Bernie, yeah. Nashur uh, tells you what he's going to do. <laughs> That's right. He made off with all their money. Yes, and now America is a communist country. Okay. Uh, please be patient with me. I, my uh, document jumped to the wrong page. And I have to find out where we left off. Apparently, Michael uh, stepped away from his microphone. No, sorry, I'm here. I'm just oh, mute to myself. Sorry. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, uh, uh, why don't you take over? I, I'm completely lost. Oh, I'm I will read. 70. So, we are on yeah, top yeah. of page 86 in the PDF. So, okay. and this from the 8th Protocol. Quote, we will surround our government with a whole world of economists. It is for this reason that the science of economists is the chief subject of instruction thought by the Jews. We should be surrounded by a whole galaxy of bankers, industrialists, <laughs> Galaxy of bankers, yeah. And especially by millionaires, because actually everything will be decided by an appeal to figures. And I'll mm -hmm. quote. Right. Yeah. Money, money, money. How's that song? Money, 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 money. <laughs> oh, no, song by Pink Floyd. Money. I forget how the lyrics go. But yeah, I, and the Beatles, I want money, <laughs> right? Okay, money, money, money. Yeah, and this shows also, this, as I say, science of economics. They have this everywhere, to everything to build up on money. And they want yes. to make it so hard to understand. But it's not so hard to understand if you see, see what the system, how it works. But they want to make it sound complicated. Right. And it isn't. It's very simple. We print the money, we spend it, and then you follow suit. <laughs> right? Okay. Yes. All right. So uh, I'm, I'm if back. Stop printing yeah. money. We will have an economic collapse. Yes. Okay. I found my place again. Let me take the next few paragraphs. 
and I'll turn yeah. it back over to you. Okay. These are strong claims, uh, again, getting back to William Cameron, but not too strong for the facts that can be marshaled to illustrate them. They are, however, but an introduction to further claims that are made and equally paralleled by the facts. All through the protocols, as in this quotation from the eighth, the preeminence of the Jews in the teaching of political economy is insisted upon, and the facts bear that out, or by the authors of the protocols, who we know to be Jews. Most people still are in doubt about that. They are the chief authors of those vagaries, that is, uh, ups and downs, uh, uh, things that are misunderstood, which lead the mob after economic impossibilities. And they are also the chief teachers of political economy in our universities, the chief authors of those popular textbooks on the subject, which hold the conservative classes to the fiction that economic theories are economic laws. The idea, the theory, as instruments of social disintegration are common to both the university Jew and the Bolshevik Jew. Well, they're one and the same. When all this is shown in detail, public opinion upon the importance of academic and radical economics may may undergo a change, they say. <laughs> well, whatever change the Jews require, like central bank digital currency, okay, they're going to try to impose that really soon. They claim they're going to do it in July. Get ready for another economic crash, folks. And as claimed in the quotation just given from the Ninth Protocol, the Jewish world power does today constitute a super government. It is the protocol's own word, and none is more fitting. No nation can get all that it wants, but the Jewish world power can get all that it wants, even though its demands exceed Gentile equality or even Gentile ability. Quote, we are the lawmakers, says the protocols, and the Jewish influences have been lawmakers in a greater degree than any but the specialists realize. Okay, question for you, Michael. You know, if you go down downtown Chicago to look for a lawyer, I'd say at least half of them are Jews. Well, what do you think is the percentage in Sweden? Don't they dominate um, that? It's not that, yeah, of course, they are here too, but that maybe not, fifth. I don't think, I haven't seen that they have permeated so in that degree in the Swedish society. Uh, of course, they are Jews, if you find you want to find them. But when I yeah. look at many lawyers, many of them, uh, all of them are not Jews. Okay. So that's a, it's a lesser percentage here, maybe 25 or 30 percent. Okay. All right. But nevertheless, they will dominate. And then, uh, you know, if you, if you want a, uh, what about judges? Have they, uh, are, are there a lot of Jewish judges in Sweden too? Because we have, oh, you go to Chicago courtroom, you're almost always going to have a Jewish judge. Okay. Another, no, it's 50 50. Yeah. I think the same here, 25 yeah. or 30%. It's not, they have, Sweden is such a, we are such a, let's say, a small nation compared to America. So I don't know, we have, they maybe not wanted to uh, take it yeah. completely over like that. Yeah, they don't need to because you're already socialist. <laughs> right. Now, unfortunately, yeah. we are, we are a self playing piano. Right. <laughs> right. And it's playing the same old tune. Socialism, right? Okay. All right, so let's continue. We are the law, law, lawmakers. They boast. We are the lawyers. They boast. In the past 10 years, Jewish international rule, or the power of the group of international Jews, 
has quite dominated the world. More than that, it has been powerful enough to prevent the passage of salutary laws, and where one law may have slipped through to a place on the statute books, it has been powerful enough to get it interpreted in a sense that rendered it useless for its purpose. This, too, can be illustrated by a large collection of facts, such as hate crimes. You know, a, a totally fictitious category of crimes, which actually judges a person's intent when being prosecuted. Uh, I, I guess in Sweden there isn't that much interracial violence, so there probably is no such thing as a hate crime in Sweden. Uh, it is. They have that. They have instigated. They called the Hets mot folk group, and that is really. Uh, yeah, they have uh, and they have um, instituted that one. And I know you know uh, Fritjof Passion that you have been spoke, speaking about. Right. He has been uh, fo- uh, found guilty of it. They they oh boy. they prosecuted him for it. Yeah, guilty of hating Jews. And uh, they also want to make it tougher. So they want to make criticize of certain historical events, like uh, you want to uh-huh. make it illegal to. Um, to uh, have question about the Holocaust, for example. Right. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So these non, these victimless crimes, right? The Jews claim to be victims of Holocaust denial, as if they were actually burned in the ovens. <laughs> okay. Let's continue, folks. Moreover, the method by which this is done was outlined long ago in the program of which the protocols purport to be an outline. We create the courts it says, continues the quotation, and it is followed in other protocols by numerous references to our judges. There is a Jewish court sitting in a public building in the city of New York every week, and other courts for the sole advantage and use of this people, whose spokesmen deny that they are a separate people, are in formation everywhere. The Zionist plan has already been used in some of the smaller European countries, to confer an extra citizenship upon Jews who already enjoy citizenship in the lands of their residents, and in addition to that, a degree of self-rule under the very governments which they demand to protect them. Wherever Jewish tendencies are permitted to work unhindered, the result is not Americanization or Anglicization, nor any other distinctive nationalism, but a strong and ruling reversion back to essential Judaization. The agents referred to in the first quotation will receive attention in another article. To resume the claim of the protocols, this from the 17th protocol. So it's really obvious. They have done their homework and uh, have analyzed these, these protocols to the hilt. Quote, We have taken good care long ago to discredit the Goy clergy and thereby to destroy their mission, which at present might hamper us considerably. Their influence over the people diminishes daily. How true that is today. Next quotation. Freedom of conscience has been proclaimed everywhere. Consequently, it is only a question of time when the complete crash of the Christian religion will occur. It will be easier to handle the other religions, but it is too early to discuss this phase of the subject. Unquote. Now, very important. Who in the world in 1896 would have had the idea to destroy the Christian religion? It's only the, Jews has only, that hatred. Only Jews, right? The other, the other religions really didn't give a damn. You know, 
as long like the Muslim world really didn't hate, you know, unless you come to, on uh, their ground and try to practice Christianity on their ground, then they would hate you. But a concerted effort to destroy the Christian religion, that never occurred to anybody but a Jew. Let's continue. This will be of considerable interest, perhaps, to those clergymen who are laboring with Jewish rabbis to bring about some kind of religious union. Such a union would of necessity dispose of Christ as a well-meaning but wholly mistaken Jewish prophet, and this distinctive Christianity would cease to exist insofar as the union was effective. The principal religious aversion of the Protocols, however, so far as it is expressed, is against the Catholic Church in general, and the pontifical office in particular, yes, because the Catholic Church was so powerful in Europe at this time. A curious paragraph in this protocol claims for the Jewish race a particular skill in the art of insult. Quote, Our contemporary press will expose governmental and religious affairs and the incapacity of the goyim, always using expressions so derogatory as to approach insult, the faculty of employing which is so well known to our race, unquote. Yeah, uh, chutzpah. Chutzpah, they have a lot of chutzpah. This from the Fifth Protocol, quote, Under our influence, the execution of the laws of the goyim is reduced to a minimum. Respect for the law is undermined by the liberal interpretation we have introduced in this sphere. The courts decide as we dictate, even in the most important cases in which are involved fundamental principles or political issues, viewing them in the light of which we, we present them to the Goy administration through agents with whom we have apparently nothing in common. Oh, well, Biden, he's surrounded by Jews. Trump was surrounded by Jews. Obama was surrounded by Jews. The Bushes were surrounded by Jews. Reagan was surrounded by Jews. The Clintons were surrounded by Jews, etc., etc. Through newspaper opinion and other avenues in Goy society, where we have planted discord and Protestantism. Okay, well, to some extent, they did plant Protestantism. Uh, after they disposed of uh, Martin Luther and replaced him with uh, Cohen, otherwise known as Calvin. Okay, all right, uh, back to you, Michael. Yes, so now let's see. You were in this, uh, uh, would you start this from the fifth protocol? Yeah, okay. Yeah. And then you have this, our race, and that was then the chutzpah, um, yeah, that's yeah. what uh, Francis called Protestantism. Okay, I yes. can start here. Um, the word Protestantism is eventually not used in the religious or se um, sectarian senses, but to denote a temper of um, querulous, fault-finding, destructive or harmonious collective opinion. This from the 14th Protocol. Quote, In countries called advanced, we have created a senseless, filthy, and disgusting literature. For a short time after our entrance into power, we shall encourage its existence so that it may show in great relief the contrast between it and the written and spoken announcements which will emanate from us. End of quote. Yes. Filthy and disgusting literature by their own admission. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, so, discussing in the 12th protocol, uh, the control of the press, a subject which must be treated more extensively in another article. The claim is made 
Quote, we have attained this at the present time to the extent that all news um, is received through several agencies in which it is centralized from all parts of the world. These agencies will then be, to all intents and purposes, our own institutions and will publish only that which we permit. And Reuters, Reuters and the Associated Press and probably more. Yes, owned by the Rothschild. That's right. Uh, this from the seventh protocol bear on the same subject. Quote, we must force the Yemtel's government to adopt measures which will promote our broadly conceived plan already approaching its uh, triumphal goal by bringing uh, to bear the pressure of stimulated public opinion, uh, which has been organized by us uh, mm-hmm. with the help of the so-called great power of the press, with a few exceptions, not worth considering. It is already in our hands. And it, was, quote. it sure was in those days already, right? Well, uh, just think in terms of what happened in the year 1848, where a on a particular day, just like the George Floyd demonstrations in America, on a particular day in 1848, there were communist-style uprisings in every major city in Europe. Now, who could have organized something like that? Is the common communist in the street? No, that's the Jewish bankers that started trying to take control of all, all the European nations that didn't have a central bank. That's right, that's right. And in France, the people understood that the, these uprisings were financed by Jews, and they wanted to storm the Rothschild Mansion in Paris, but the police were called in to prevent the storming of their mansion. Okay? Who else could have done anything like this but the international Jew? Okay? All right, back to you. It shows their, yeah, they have really, yeah, they sit in the nest as a parasite protecting their 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 nest. Mm-hmm. So, to resume the 12th protocol, quote, if we have already managed to dominate the mind of the gentle society to such a point that almost all see world affairs through the um, colored lenses of the spectacles which we place before their eyes, and if now there is not one government with barriers um, erected against our access to that, uh, which by the Gentiles stupidly is called state secrets. Uh, what then will it be when we are the recognized masters of the world uh, in the person of our universal ruler? End of quote. Uh, the Jewish nation is the only nation that possesses the secrets of all the rest. No nation long uh, protects a secret which um, directly concerns another nation, but even so, no nation has all the secrets of all other nations. Yet, it is not too much to say that international Jews have this knowledge. Much of it, of course, amounts to nothing, and their possession of it does not materially add to their power. But the fact that they have the access that they can get whatever they want when they want it is the important point. As many a secret paper could testify if it could uh, talk, and many um, um, questions of secret papers could tell if it would. 
the real secret diplomacy of the world is that which hand over the world's so-called secrets to a few men who are members of one race. The surface of diplomacy, uh, those activities uh, which get written down in the memoirs of um, comfortably aging statesmen, those coups and uh, treaties which are given high-sounding uh, uh, fame as if they really were important, <laughs> that is incomparable right. with the oh. diplomacy Judah. Yeah, right. That reminds me of the peace accords between Menachem Begin and, oh, who was the leader of Egypt? Saddam, no, not Saddam. Okay, this was like in the uh, 70s, you know, a highly touted peace accord between Egypt and Israel. And uh, the newspapers and the television were all full of it. And uh, I said to my little nephew that I was babysitting at the time, because uh, he was uh, objecting to the fact that they interrupted uh, the Battlestar Galactica <laughs> to, to show this live presentation from Egypt, right? And and I told him, uh, this, this is all for show. Don't believe a word of it. And he said, yeah, I, I don't want them to interrupt Battlestar Galactica anymore. Okay. You're just going to have to put up with it, son. <laughs> right. Okay, please continue. Thank you. Yeah. And it's uh, matchless... Um, engineering for warming out the hidden knowledge of every ruling group. That's right. The United States is included in all these statements. Perhaps there is no government in the world so completely at their service as our own at, pre at present. Their control having been gained during the past five or six years. Okay, now I have to interrupt here uh, because he says... That is the incomparable. That is incomparable with the dip diplomacy of Judah. I think at this point, uh, William Cameron was not aware that the Jews are not Israelites at this point. Okay, so he should have uh, wrote Judea instead of Judah. Okay, so uh, that came later when he wrote the the um, Covenant People. By the time he wrote the Covenant People, he was fully aware that the Jews are not Israelites. Okay, back to you. Yes, so um, the protocols do not regard uh, the uh, dispersal of the Jews abroad upon the face of the earth as a, a calamity, but as a conventional arrangement uh, by which the world plan can be more certainly executed. Uh, as see these words of the 11th protocol, quote, God gave to us his chosen people as a blessing, the dispersal and this which has appeared to all uh, to be our weakness, has been our whole strength. It has now brought us uh, to the threshold of universal rule, end of quote. Again, who could say anything like this but Jews? Yeah, they are the only ones that are like this all over yeah, the world. Yeah, yeah people without a, a country, right? They admit that uh, for 2,000 years, ever since they were expelled by the Romans, uh, people without a country, namely Judea, okay? So uh, no, uh, all, all other racial groups have had their own nations, their own countries, their own territory, except for the Jews. All right, back to you. Yeah. So mm -hmm. the claims to uh, accomplishment which are put forth in the Ninth Protocol would be too massive for words. Uh, were they too massive to concrete realization? But there is a point where the word and the actual meet and tally. 
So, quote, in order not to destroy um, prematurely the gentle institutions, we have laid our efficient hands on them and respend the springs of their mechanism. They were formerly in strict and just order, but we have replaced them with the liberal, disorganized and arbitrary administrations. We have tampered with jurisprudence, the uh, franchise, the press, freedom of the person, and most important of all, education and culture, the cornerstone of free existence. Uh, we have misled, stupefied, and demoralized the youth of the Yantas by means of education in principles and theories uh, patently false to us, but which we have inspired. Above existing laws, without actual uh, change, but by distorting them through uh, uh, contradictory interpretations, we have created something stupendous in the way of result. And stupendous. Something stupendous in the way of results. Okay. Well, this harkens back to Genesis 3.15. Actually, Genesis 3.1, where Nachash, who seduced Eve, is more cunning than any beast of the field, right? And their cunning still it shows right through the protocols. This might be an elaboration of Genesis 1 through 15, folks, because this is the way the Jews have been for the last 6,000 years. Okay. All right. With about 10 minutes left, uh, uh, do you want to continue or should I? I can, take, uh, I can take some more and then you can jump in. Okay. Go ahead. So. Everyone knows that, in spite of the fact that the air was never uh, so full of theories of liberty and wide declarations of rights, right. there has been a steady um, curtailment of personal freedom. Instead of being socialized, the people under a cover of socialistic phrases are being brought under an unaccustomed bondage to the state. The public health is one plea. Oh, Various forms of public safety are other pleas. Children are hardly free to play nowadays, except on the playmasters appointed by the state, <laughs> among whom. Yeah, yes. Curious enough, um, an uh, astonishing uh, proportion of Jews manage to find a place. The streets are no longer uh, as free as they were. Laws of every kind are uh, heading upon the harmless uh, liberties of the people. A steady tendency toward a system, um, systemization, um, every phase uh, of the tendency based upon some very uh, learnedly stated principles has set in. And curiously enough, when the investigator uh, pursues his way to the authoritative center, of these movements for the regulations of people's life, he finds Jews in power. Right. Children are being lured away from the social center of the home for other centers. They are being led away. And we uh, are speaking of Gentile children, not Gentiles, are ever allowed to regulate the lives of Jewish children. Right. From their natural leaders in home, churches and school, to in the institutionalized center and scientific play sports under trained leaders whose whole effect consciously or unconsciously is to lead the modern child to look at the state instead of its natural 
um, environment, environment for leadership. All its own this, parents, right? <laughs> right. All this focus up uh, to the world plan for the subjugation of the Gentiles. And if it is not the Jewish world plan, it would be interesting to know uh, why the material for it is so large a Gentile children and the leaders of it so often of the Jewish race. Wow. I mean, uh, this is prophetic. Look what we have today. Even in kindergarten. Well, the if, if you can talk about uh, you know, uh, the curriculum of kindergarten, it comes from the United Nations, right? That's where the curriculum originates. And it's obviously Jews there, right? And uh, the parents don't question it. Who, who created this transgenderism? Why is it being taught? I've never taught before. But the parents don't, don't question it. Although there, there, there are some parents, uh, showing signs of life. And again, transgenderism may be the straw that breaks the camel's back. And the American people finally wake up and rebel against the Jew world order. Okay. All right. Uh, please continue. Uh, yeah. Jewish liberties. Uh. Look, Jewish liberties are the best safeguarded in the United States. Gentiles take their chance with public matters, but every Jewish community is surrounded by a special protector who gains special recognitions by various devices. Um, political and businesses threats not the least of them. New public-spirited um, Gentiles are welcome to the task of regulating the lives of Jewish children. The Jewish community in every city is all sufficient in itself as far as much uh, such activities go. The most sec uh, secret of all Koro uh, uh, child schools are the Jewish schools, whose very locations are not all known to the officials of large cities. The Jews is almost anxious in his effort to mold the Gentile mind. He insists on being uh, permitted to tell the Gentile what to think, especially about the Jew. He is not um, averse to influencing general Gentile through the, in a manner uh, which, though it uh, come about by wide circles, work ultimately into the Jewish stream of things. The annexing of, uh, of the instance, so well known to all who have observed them, are only reflections of the Jew, Jews uh, conviction that um, his is the superior race and is capable of directing the inferior race, uh, of which there is but one, including the whole non-Jewish world. Mm -hmm. That's right. The, it's them and the Goyim. <laughs> them and the Goyim. Yeah, the anxiety and the insistence, okay, of the Jews to direct our affairs for us is just unbelievable. Okay, so you have a house and some Jew knocks on your door and says, here, you you people aren't running your house correctly. Let me tell you how to do it. And I have all kinds of money to give you to for you to let me do it. <laughs> right? That's essentially what the Jew, they have insinuated themselves into our homes, our minds, our businesses, our churches, etc. With relish. With relish, just because, you know, it's the continuation of Lucifer's rebellion. All right, well, we just have about a few minutes left. Uh, maybe one more paragraph here, Michael? Yes, so every influence that leads uh, to lightness and looseness in Gentile youth today 
heads up in a Jewish source. The young people of the world devised the sport clothes, which have had so uh, the, uh, deleterious an effect on the youth of the times that every uh, publicist has thought it worthy to mention. Those styles come out of Jewish clothing concerns when certainly art is not the rule nor moral influence the main considerations. Um, the moving pictures is an interesting development of uh, photography allied with the show business, but whose is the responsibility for its development along such lines as making it a uh, means to the minds of millions? So serious uh, means that it has not escaped observations and condemnations everywhere. Who are the masters of musical jazz in the world? Uh, Jews. Who direct all the sheep jewelry houses? Um, the <laughs> Bridgehead Show Parks. The Coney Islands. The centers uh, of nervous thrills and looseness. It is possible uh, to take the uh, shown young men and women of a tribal outlook and a loose sense of responsibility and tag them outwardly and inwardly from their clothing and ornaments to their um, hectic ideas and hopes um, with the same tag may introduce it and export it by a Jew. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, what the uh, Ziegfeld Follies, uh, Burlesque, Vaudeville, etc. I mean, all these show houses were owned by Jews and run by Jews, okay? So we have all of these white, uh, aspiring young white actors and actresses wanting to get on stage, and especially during the, the Depression, right? Because what else could they do? There were no jobs to be had. And if they uh, had had to get a job, they would go on stage for a Jewish production, right? So they totally controlled New York City, vaudeville and they probably had all the touring houses uh touring acts i should say going around the country uh again run by jews just as uh uh you know the guy who assassinated lincoln john wilkes booth he was a jewish actor right uh running around the country uh doing uh, doing presentations all right so the aspiring young white people invariably work for a jew and, you know, and very loose, as he's talking about here, loose businesses, loose productions that uh, always stretch the morality of the Goyim to the extreme, to the point where in, in a generation or two, everybody is just as loose as the Jew. Okay. So and that's that's the main, uh, main thrust. That's the master plan. So... Yeah, and it was this had also this costume in, in was it in during the French Revolution that the, that the Jew had uh, this I don't remember the name on it right and it wasn't the Jew I think uh, that well they tried to blackmail a lot of people they all those kind of the same they do this L in fame um, attacks on the royalties and everything and they had this right. house the way of blackmailing people right. Well, they, they used the Freemasons. They used the Freemasons for that, and the Jacobins were being used for that. Yeah, so they concocted the story against Marie Antoinette that, uh, you know, it's really, it's kind of funny. But uh, they they wrote a letter, they sent a necklace to Marie Antoinette in the name of some archbishop, right? And uh, so, but it was a complete hoax. 
It might have even, even been a real necklace, right, for all I know. <laughs> so it, it was only to besmirch the names of both Marie Antoinette and the archbishop. And uh, so they were, they were both taken in by this ruse. And, of course, the Jewish press just r- ran with it and virtually destroyed Marie Antoinette's uh, reputation by it. Whereas, in fact, Marie Antoinette was a very charitable person, was giving to charity, was help, helping the homeless. That's what her real personality was. But the Jews just destroyed her reputation with this one incident. That's all it takes. And people never forget it, right? So watch your back, Michael. The Jews may be, may be trying to destroy your reputation as we speak, right? <laughs> okay. All right. All right, Michael, thanks for narrating. Uh, we'll, I think we have at least one more show on the protocols from this book. So let's keep going because uh, William Cameron, with the exception of falsely identifying the Jews as Judah, has done excellent work in this book. All right. Okay, folks, thanks for listening. Praise Yahweh, pass the ammunition. Thank you, Michael, and Yahweh bless everybody. No music today because I still haven't uh, assembled all that stuff on my laptop here. But take care and Yahweh bless. Bye-bye.